What's up, world? Welcome to another episode of the Brand New Show. As you already know, I am Brand New, and like always, man, oh man, oh man, you can just follow me on social media, Brand New Show. Instagram is pretty much where you can just follow me. Just go there, follow me. We good. I do have a TikTok, so if you want to follow me on TikTok, if you're into the, to that platform, you can follow me on there. But mainly, just go to YouTube, YouTube channel, Brand New Show. Subscribe, comment, do it all over there. If you like the videos, like them. Um, and also, like always, if you just want to listen to this and not really see me, that's even better. <laughs> uh, and that's Brandon new Show on all podcast platforms. If you got a podcast, I'm pretty sure all you got to do is type in Brandon new Show. Brandon new Show, and you should get me easily because I'm the only person I think that spells my last name like I do. So, so uh, yeah. So, I hope you guys enjoy that. And tonight, I will be wrapping up my top 10 wrestlers of 2022 list. Um, so, I was thinking, should I split it in two episodes for two episodes or just go all in on these two, this episode, well, all four. And I kind of came to the, to the realization I should just do all four right here, right now. So, last time, before the list was over, uh, last episode I did, I finally entered into the top five with this list. Um, so, before I get into who made the top four, let me go into the top five. At number five is the reigning, defending, universal, undisputed universal WWE champion of the world, Roman Reigns. Yes, Roman Reigns comes in at number five. The tribal chief himself is at number five, man. The needle mover. The one to acknowledge. On my list, he's five. I don't give a shit what y'all lists are, but to me, he's five. All right, uh, number six. The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. I know people are going to say, well, he's been out since June. I don't give a shit. The man has been, when he has been there, Clearly runs WWE and should be the WWE Royal Rumble winner of 2023. If he is not the Royal Rumble winner, I ain't usually with people that say we riot, but I'm a riot. Fuck that shit. He better win the Royal Rumble. Number seven is the honorary Us himself, Sami Zayn. He's definitely on this list and he's definitely at number seven because coming in at number eight is... The one in the two. Uh <laughs> Jay Uso. Uh he's been feeling a little he's been feeling more Usy recently. And um, you know, but he's had a hell of a twenty twenty two with his promos and wrestling in the ring. Coming in at number nine is the man he beat. Well, one of the men he beat to be one uh to be the undisputed champion. And that's Matt Riddle, bro. He is at number nine. Damian Maritas had a hell of a 2022. And closing out the top 10 so far in the 10, at the 10 slot is Rhea Ripley. Judgment Days. Um, she deserved to be on this list in 2023. I think it's going to be her most dominant year as a wrestler. So I'm looking forward to that. And that is right now the top five of the – that is the – five names so far on this list from five to ten those are the names now jumping in to the top four out the gate 
have to do it the right way. And you're probably thinking to yourself, who the fuck is four wrestlers better than Roman Reigns? Well, to me, they are four wrestlers better than Roman Reigns. Now, I could have easily swapped these two out, but nah, I didn't feel like it. Because I thought this wrestler had a better 2022 uh, than Roman did. I'm just be honest. Um, and it coming in at number four on my list is the Irish last kicker herself, the man, Becky Lynch. Yes, I got Becky at number four on my list. I can't speak for everybody, but my list, she's number four, and I'll tell you why. I hated the idea of her being a heel because you couldn't really get, she couldn't really get into being a heel. Like Vince fucked that up. I don't know why he thought that would be a good idea to bring her back and be like this hill when she finally came back from giving birth. I didn't understand that shit. And I think even she's even said like it was kind of stupid. I literally was the hottest damn draw when I was a face before I left and I come back into the company and now I'm a hill. Like that shit makes no sense. But for that, Becky, um, before injuring herself at SummerSlam, she still turned shit into sugar. And <laughs> literally, um, her Royal Rumble match, I think it was against Asuka. She beat her um, at the Royal Rumble for the Women's Championship. She beat her. Maybe it was Alexa Bliss. I don't remember who she fought at the Royal Rumble. But she beat them, and she went on uh, to have... Uh, a hell of a robbery with Bianca Belair for most of the year uh, before she got injured. Her and Bianca tore the house down at WrestleMania. Uh, I actually thought this was the better match. It should have been the better match. It should have been a match to actually close out night one outside. It should have been a second uh, main event, co-main event of night one with Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. I actually thought this was a better fucking match. Her and Bianca matched skills perfectly. And the storyline was better. And the match was fucking better. Rhea and Charlotte, Ronda, Ronda and Charlotte was okay, but it was, it, it's something missing with Ronda Rousey. And she just doesn't fit the fucking wrestling type. I'm sorry. She just doesn't, man. But her and Bianca toy down at WrestleMania, you think it can't get any better. Then they go to SummerSlam and have even more of a better match. They have an even better match at SummerSlam. Like I said, she injured herself at that mat, in that match. But she also turned face before she left. And that was very impactful because she just came back at Survivor Series War Games and had one of the best matches at War Games in that War Games match with those incredible women. And Rhea was also in that match. So, um, you know, and I can't wait to see what they're going to do with her going forward. I think her uh, and, B and Bailey are going to have a, a match. I don't know if it's going to be at WrestleMania, but it will be soon. And her and Rhea probably even have a match or something soon. They might be the final two in a Royal Rumble, I think. So that might be a, an intriguing situation to see those two actually be the final two at the Royal, in a Royal Rumble match. That might be very, 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 very interesting. So, um, yeah. So, but Becky definitely deserves to be number four to me personally. And it's not just her uh, wrestling. She kind of was dragged into a lot of storylines that had nothing to do with her. Just a husband, Seth Rollins. And, you know, you go into the Royal Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins robbery at the beginning of the year with the Royal Rumble. At the Royal Rumble, you know, Roman tells Seth, you know, you know, you're not even the the, the main person I would have picked 
off of Raw. You're not the star I would have picked off of Raw to fight me. Hell, you're not even the, the person I would have picked. If I wanted to main event a pay-per-view, I would have main evented it with your wife. It's <laughs> just like right then and there. Then, Rhea, then when Matt Riddle and Seth got into a robbery, you know, Riddle would tell him, I, I know you've never main event WrestleMania, but I know your wife have. Like, like just that. Like, so she has had that type of impact. And and I think 2023 is going to be a very interesting year for her because there's so many directions you could go with her. You could make her heel turn more organic, I think, if or you could keep a full face, keep a full baby face and let her just run off of that. And then if Rhea wins the women's championship, depending on what y'all really do with her and Beth Phoenix, her, that could be that ne- her first real rivalry after her and Bianca go through some things. But that could be her real first rivalry for the women's championship on Raw. Is, Be- uh, is Becky Lynch, and I think that will be a very interesting robbery for Rhea and Becky to, to go at each other. So I think if Rhea does win the World Rumble and she beats Bianca at WrestleMania, her and Becky will be an incredible robbery to start off the new Raw after the draft. So, hell yeah. I think that would be a hell of a situation. Um, Going into number three on this list. To me, in WWE, there's nobody that's been hotter than number three on my list. And that's Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is definitely number three on my list. The prize fighter himself, Kevin Owens. Man, listen, Kevin Owens is definitely on my list. I don't know why people would play like this man. is not one of the best to ever do it. He's one of the best um, to do it. Um, his promos this year was incredible off the charts. Um, early in the year. Uh, the fact that he technically didn't have a WrestleMania opponent. So what does he do? He literally reaches for the stars and pulls a WrestleMania moment out of his ass. He did something that I'm pretty sure every person that's going to watch this and everybody that loves wrestling can already agree was shocking. Kevin Owens... At WrestleMania 38 this year, fought nobody, no one, I should say, no one, yeah, the Hall of Famer, the icon, one of the greatest WWE superstars of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin. No one ever would have imagined that that would be his WrestleMania opponent. To main event, night one. With literally the greatest wrestler probably in WWE's history. Better than Hulk Hogan. Better than Undertaker. Better than The Rock. Better than Shawn Michaels. Triple H. Like, this man is the greatest wrestler, superstar in WWE's history. And this man literally found a way to get this man out of retirement. The last time we saw Stone Cold Steve Austin in a wrestling match was WrestleMania 19 against The Rock. His last opponent was the great one, The Rock. And you found a way, 19 years later, to get that man to fight you at WrestleMania all by itself is getting you on his list. But then you keep going. Finally, what Triple H really did take over this company and take over creative, he finally got rid of this gimmicky comedy Kevin Owens shit. The KO show shit. And he got rid of that shit. And he made him the prize fighter again. 
And for that one moment, for that one moment, when Triple H finally took power, he made his year even fucking better. He powerbombed Elias, or uh, Ezekiel, I should say, into the ring, took him out immediately. He did him so, he fucked him up so bad, he turned back into Elias. So, so, the first time he comes back on the screen with the prize fighter, he's rocking his old shit. This man is now on a different level of great. Um, you know, I remember him in NXT. I've said this numerous times. Him and Finn Balor, their rivalry was incredible in NXT. Um, and and then you go into this year and what he's done. And he just returned after being off of TV for a couple of months. And right out the gate, he's thrust into a storyline with the bloodline because of Sami Zayn. And that is intriguing. Now I don't know what they're gonna how WrestleMania twenty three how WrestleMania thirty nine between Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, and Jimmy, the Usos versus KO and Sammy, how that particular is gonna play out. But I can't wait to see it. And it's crazy ironic that Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, and and Jay, and Jay Uso are all on this list because of what they accomplished in this last couple of months. Like, their storyline work is just fucking incredible. And Kevin Owens, like I said, this man found a way to bring back Stone Cold Steve Austin to fight him at WrestleMania. And I cannot not give that man his proper due. And he's been one of the best wrestlers. Uh, He's given us really great classic matches on Raw uh, with Chad Gable and, 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 and all these people, man. And no Cody Rhodes. And all these people, man. So, uh, yeah, I got to give Kevin Owens definitely top three on this list. It's obvious. All right, coming in. Hold on, one second. Dad. It's getting a little crazy. All right. <laughs> Entering into the top two. Here we go. This wrestler deserves to be in the top two but what this person has done for not just the company of wwe but for the division that she's in bianca belair deserves to be at number two on this list she is the esc of wwe you got to think about her career And how her her first title reign kind of ended. Like, she wins at WrestleMania, has the biggest moment of her life. She wins the the SmackDown Women's Championship. And they fucked that up. (laughs) They fucked up. They fucked it up. She was supposed to fight Sasha at SummerSlam. Something happened. Sasha didn't show. So Camilla took the place. But then she got beat down by Becky. Becky gets in the ring. She beats in 26 seconds. That is how she ends her fucking title reign at SummerSlam. For somebody that really that won the Royal Rumble, went number two in the Women's Royal Rumble, pretty much went through all that shit, won the Royal Rumble that year in 2021. Won the Royal Rumble. And that is how you end her. Go to WrestleMania. The first two black women to ever main event of WrestleMania have an incredible match with Sasha, go to SummerSlam, and lose in 26 seconds. 
And for the most part of 2021, she was just trying to get back into the picture. And in 2022, she did it. She wins the Elimination Chamber, not the Royal Rumble, the Elimination Chamber. She wins the Elimination Chamber. She goes uh, to WrestleMania and beat Becky at WrestleMania and has been the champion ever fucking since. And, and for good fucking reason. I mean, you could have gave the belt to Bailey, but it wouldn't have made sense. This woman has carried this division. And if she was on SmackDown, you would actually probably see a lot of those women get elevated because she has the ability to at least put good matches out there and force them to actually have to compete with her. And I want to see what happens during the draft because if she does get drafted back to SmackDown, that would be fucking intriguing. Because then we, I think we would finally get the matches from SmackDown Women's Division that we have been sorely lacking because they don't know who the fuck should be the women's champion on SmackDown. But Bianca um, this year has been incredible. I mean, she barely loses. Um, she barely gets pinned, let alone lose. And a lot of people don't talk about her run. Like, people talk about Roman. But they don't talk about her. Like, her run is just as incredible, just as stellar, and just as important. And maybe even more important than Romans. Because for some of, for, for a women's division that has been in shambles for most of the year, and they're just now getting their women back, she found a way to make shit out of nothing. She made shit happen out of nothing. So for her to be in this position and see her continuously Working her ass off and being one of the top women in this in this company is kind of incredible. And one of the best wrestlers in the company. Um, I went to Raw this year, and I saw uh, – I went literally the, summer, the Raw after SummerSlam to see her. Every time she came on a screen, people will jump out their seats and just be happy to see her. That is something that you don't see a lot. And, and for her, that was huge. So definitely, man, Bianca Belair – uh, is definitely number two on this list to me personally because she is just she she is the ESC she is she definitely is man. <sighs> All right, before I get to number one, <laughs> let me recap the list so far. At number two is the EST, the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair. At number three is the Prize Fighter Kevin Owens. At number four is the man, Becky Lynch. At number five is the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. At number six is the American Nightmare, Cody Rose. At number seven is the honorary Oos, Sami Zayn. At number eight is the right-hand man of the, of the tribal chief. In one half of the undisputed tag team champions, Jay Uso. At number nine is the original bro himself, Matt Riddle. And number 10, I'm assuming she's the enforcer of Judgment Day, Rhea Ripley. Um, that is the list. And now, at number one. <sighs> Clearly, this man was going to be number one. <laughs> Not because he's one of my favorite performers in WWE. Not because he's one of my favorite wrestlers in WWE. But the man fucking finds a fucking way to stand out. Either it be his matches or his fucking way of just walking to the ring. 
the fucking man finds a way. I don't know if he's a face or a heel, but he's just plain old the visionary himself. He is definitely set freaking Rollins. He will be known. He is number one of the 2022 best wrestlers of this year. Let's get into it. Why he's number one. The Royal Rumble. Let's start it there, right? The Royal Rumble. For the most part, we didn't even know who Roman was fighting until a knock on the door. And who walks in? Seth Rollins. Why? Because he got screwed out of his day one, one one-on-one match with Big E. Which I thought would be a telltale sign for Big, Big E's reign. If Big E was to win that match and then fuck him against Seth Rollins, that would have made Big E even bigger of a champion and a... Not a this that title reign would have not been so fucking terrible if he would have just went one on one with Seth Rollins at day one and beat him. Because if you beat Seth Rollins, that matters more. So he got screwed out of that at day one. Goes into the Royal Rumble and fights Seth Roman Reigns. The way this man taunted Roman Reigns for most of the time there throughout that program was incredible. And then comes to the match, and he shows up in the shield gear. Excuse me. Using the shield's music, doing exactly the same shit the shield used to do, walking out the crowd, just coming through the crowd. He even flips over the barricade like he used to do. It's just like, dude, there's no way in hell. Roman is literally in the ring like, you motherfucker, I know damn well you just didn't do this shit. For the, be- for the beginning of the match, he was beating Roman pretty easily, decisively. That might have been the first time in a long time that I've seen Roman not go back and forth with somebody. Like, he was beating Roman's ass in that match. He powerbombed him through an announce table, got the stunt, everything, man. And he didn't lose to Roman. He won the match. Roman got disqualified, and that's the difference, which I still feel like he should get a number one. He should get that title match. He should, just off the rip. But okay, let's go into WrestleMania. For most of the point of before he went into WrestleMania, him and Kevin Owens were teammates, and they were trying to get the tag team titles to go into WrestleMania. And when they lost, Seth thought, okay, I'll just take Kevin Owens' spot against Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you would not fight Stone Cold. Instead, he loses to Kevin Owens and gets summit to Vince McMahon's office. Vince is like, why you just didn't ask me for a WrestleMania opponent? And Seth's like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, you got, you're on WrestleMania. You got, who's stupid enough to not have you on WrestleMania? You're at WrestleMania. And Seth's like, okay, well, then who's my opponent? Vince is like, uh, I take, I, I, I tell you when the time is, you know, when is when is the right time. Okay, set leaves. Come WrestleMania night one, we all know who's his opponent. Who his opponent is? I mean, if you read the back page and blogs and everything, you knew Cody Rhodes was coming back, and you knew he was gonna fight Seth Rollins. But still, doesn't change that fucking energy. Like I said, for Cody Rhodes, why he's on the list is the same reason why Seth Rollins on the list. You can tell. Oh, at Raw number one. You can tell, even though we knew it was Cody Rhodes, 
them two fighting. And I will tell anybody right now, if you have YouTube, which you probably do, go type in Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. It's going to pop up WrestleMania 38. Them two men fighting at th- this recent WrestleMania. That match was fucking incredible. Who knew that that would just go into their storyline of them fighting that backlash and them lose and fighting that hell in a cell with literally the most disturbing picture I think we've seen in WWE in years. But this man has a literally torn, torn peck fighting Seth Rollins in hell in a cell. And not only does Seth Rollins fight Cody Rhodes, he decides to take all three losses against Cody Rhodes. He loses three times to Cody Rhodes. Now, usually for somebody to lose three times with that type of ability that Seth has and not try to push himself to the top of the the, the peer, like top of the company, he took the three losses and then he goes into uh, the rivalry with Matt Riddle after Cody Rhodes is out. Goes into the rivalry with Matt Riddle, which is actually a real personal situation that him and Riddle have had behind the scenes. So it made sense for it to become reality. And then their promos against each other. I mean, we all remember the night when, you know, they, uh, you know, they're like, uh, camera stop rolling or some shit. And, and, and they go into commercial break. It, it says, like, and he stopped joking. With, with, he stopped doing the Joker shit. It says, like, yo, yo, Matt, you still there? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah, what you want? You want to talk about my family? Let's talk about your family. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that shit was like, what? <laughs> God damn. Matt Riddle was so fucking mad. He's like, what the fuck are you, bro? Like, I'm not a fuck. I'm going to kill you. Like, what the fuck are you? He's like, yeah, come on. Come on, find me. Come on. <laughs> like, oh, shit. That was real. Like, God damn. That shit was so crazy and it was so real. Clash at the castle. He got Matt Riddle pretty much out of his out of his uh game plan. Stumped him. Jumped on the top rope, stumped him again, won the match at Crown uh, uh, Clash at the Castle. Going to Extreme Rules, the fight pit match. It could have been better, but hey, it is what it is. Um, he lost to Matt Riddle in that match. Um, and then going into the last couple of months, him now being in the U.S. title picture. Hell, him winning. The U.S. title from Bobby Lashley. Yes, Brock Lesnar came back and beat the living hell out of Bobby Lashley that night. But, hey, Seth still picked up the victory. He was the new uh, United States champion. And for the most part, I think Seth should have kept the title. Uh, Even though Theory now is kind of like what I assume Theory should have been a long time ago. But for the most part now, Seth is going into this. Bobby Lashley situation, and for the first, and now Seth kind of has an interesting direction because going into 2023, I don't know what Seth is going to do at WrestleMania. I don't know what he's going to do at at WrestleMania. I mean, if Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble, that kind of eliminates that match. So, yeah, I don't know what you do with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, which is interesting because... I don't want Seth still be in this U.S. title conversation because it's stupid. But let's say Seth has a match against somebody that returns at the Royal Rumble. Um, a, a new a new star at the Royal Rumble. A new guy that has been on the independent scenes that people know and would love to see him in fight. 
at WrestleMania, that would be dope. And I think that would be a pretty interesting thing. At the end of the day, man, Seth Rollins uh, is been the better wrestler um, in all of these programs that has happened. Seth's always at the at the beginning of it. He's always there, man. And I think Seth, like I said, is one of the best wrestlers in the in the company. You know, I hate the fact that for some apparent reason. WWE just continues to ride with Roman Reigns and think Roman is just the guy. When Seth can do everything in the ring, he doesn't have, you know, a bloodline. He really is his own superstar. He's made literally nothing out of something. And and for somebody like a Seth Rollins to be second fiddle to Roman. It, it doesn't register to me. It doesn't register. Like, Roman only has a couple moves, where Seth Rollins literally has all the tools, all the moves at his disposal. But he's second fiddle to Roman? That shit don't make no sense to me. Uh, Seth literally turned himself into a heel slash babyface slash anti-heel. Like, I don't know what the fuck Seth is. He's just Seth freaking Rollins. And that is why he's number one on this list of wrestlers of 2022 so at number one is the visionary himself and number two is the est number three is the prize fighter number four is the man number five is the tribal chief number six is the american nightmare number seven is the honorary oos number eight is the right hand man of the bloodline number nine is the original bro and number 10 is the enforcer of the judgment day and if you don't know who those are Number one is Seth Rollins. <laughs> number two is Bianca Belair. Number three is Kevin Owens. Number four is Becky Lynch. Number five is Roman Reigns. Number six is uh, Cody Rose. Number seven is Sami Zayn. Number eight is Jay Uso. Number nine is Matt Riddle. And number 10 is Rhea Ripley. That, ladies and gentlemen, is my top 10 of, re- of the wrestling year. Now, I was also supposed to do a top 10 of 2022 matches. Since I have nothing to do for wrestling life going into 2023, I'm going to hold off on that until 2023. I will get back to it. As a matter of fact, I might start recording that uh, sometime during the Christmas uh, Christmas uh, uh, festivities. So I might record that and then uh, start recording that like I've been doing this and uh, get into that. But until then, I am Brandon Janu. This is Wrestling Life. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the top 10 wrestlers, according to me, of 2022 of WWE. Peace.